What an unbelievably brilliant decision you made today to join in the trenches with Dave Lapham. Brought to you by First Star Logistics, as always, operating in our phenomenal studios. We have a phenomenal guest, Jake Browning. The legend of Jake Browning continues to grow. So we had to catch up with the man himself. And he was phenomenal. I mean, talked about his high school, college, now professional days, who was important in helping him develop at every level of football. Talks about uh, the importance of his family, his teammates. Uh, talks in detail about games that he's participated in with the Cincinnati Bengals this season. Three and one as a starting quarterback. How about since 1950? That's a lot of great quarterbacks who played in the NFL since 1950. This is the only guy that's thrown for over a thousand yards and completed more than 75% of his passes in his first four starts. That is mind boggling. You're going to love Jake Browning. What an unbelievable decision you made to join us in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics today. As always, we're in our outstanding studios, and we are joined by an outstanding guest. I mean, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Jake Browning. <laughs> What's the word? I mean, what an intro. Thank you. Uh, not, not many words here. Just normal Tuesday for us, and... Happy to be in the trenches with you. I'll tell you what, <laughs> the, the numbers that you're putting up, since 1950, you're the only quarterback to have thrown for over 1,000 yards and completed 75% of his passes or more in his first four starts. Since 1950, you are it. Think of all the quarterbacks that have played. Think of all the great quarterbacks that have played. Jake Browning, the one and only. What does something like that mean to you? Uh, feel fortunate. It feels like a lot of hard work has been paying off, but also feel pretty fortunate to be on a, on a team with some good players and being a really good scheme and feel like I'm in a position and situation where I'm able to play well. And so uh, I think anytime quarterbacks play well, there's a lot that goes into it. And so, yeah, make sure that some of that praise gets deflected to other teammates. Um, so that's, it's kind of my general thoughts on that, but obviously, uh, it was good to be playing well. Tell you that, uh, that answer right there is why your teammates love you, man. They're playing so hard for you because, you know, you're humble. You, uh, you basically deflect credit to them and, and it, it's, it's appreciated. I, I know the big boys, I talk to your old line members fairly frequently and man, they'd go through hell in a gasoline suit for you, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's not many parts of O-line that, you know, this sound really, really appealing. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a grind up front and uh, they're playing great. And that's part of the reason we're where we are. But your whole career, I mean, every level of football, you've put up ridiculous numbers back to Folsom high school, California. Not only were you a great football player, how about that 4.0 GPA? Jake, man. Yeah, I, don't know where that, I don't know where that 4.0 came from. I don't know if I had a 4.0. Is that uh, right? Yeah. Not- I might have, I mean, I had good grades, but I don't know about a 4.0. And I wasn't, I wasn't crushing AP classes or anything like that. That's probably, 
<laughs> probably more so my girlfriend who was the more impressive student but uh the football part's true <laughs> yeah the football part i mean 229 yards passing there for your career a national record in your senior year throw for 91 touchdown passes a national record your gatorade player of the year the state of california your junior and senior year then then you go to washington you're the second ever true freshman to start at quarterback your sophomore year go 12 and 2 your offensive player of the year in the pac 12 and you're sixth in the heisman trophy voting you win 39 games i mean every level that you played now here you are your four starts, your three and one. You're a winner, man. Every every level, you win football games. Yeah, I mean, I could, like I said, there's there's a lot that goes into that, but uh, yeah, I was put in some good situations or good positions, and and played well enough to win a lot of games in high school and college, and and now you know it's only been four games, so let's you know keep that keep that in perspective. Well, I gotta put my phone on do not disturb. <laughs> oh, <God>. uh, <laughs> put that in perspective a little bit, but yeah, I you know, I think uh, anytime you're playing well, you're, you're happy you're playing well, but you want to keep it going and kind of thinking football, you're always on to the next one pretty quickly. Who is a guy or maybe a couple of guys along the way that influenced your career, you, you know, made you the, the quarterback you are, the person you are, all that sort of thing. Um, is, is there a couple three guys or whatever that you might point to, or is there, a main guy you could point to? I think throughout the whole time, I've been really fortunate to be around a lot of really good coaches, obviously good players too help. But uh, I think if you looked at, you know, in depth in my story, it's, you know, I'm around Troy Taylor, pretty early age, just so happened out of everywhere you could live in California. I grew up in Folsom. He just so happened to you know, basically be a NFL college level coach, but was coaching at my local high school. So that was, you know, I was always a hard worker, and, uh, you know, it was always pretty good uh, before high school and all that. But I think just the sheer chance of my local high school being where he was coaching, that was definitely definitely an uh, accelerator for my career. And then mm-hmm. going to uh, Washington and you kind of look back, you know, Jonathan Smith was my OC. Uh, Chris Peterson was my head coach and, and just the coaches I was around there and then even, you know, with my time in Minnesota, you know, the, the guy that was running the scout team when I was a rookie was, you know, in my opinion, a Hall of Fame coach, Gary Kubiak. And so, you know, there's just some different things that there's a lot of people out there that are hard workers. Uh, I, I was one of those, but I think I was fortunate to be around people like that and, and then make the most of being around people like that. And then I think always there's some type of, you know, parent influence whenever, whenever there's some type of success. And it's definitely been my dad. Uh, he's, he's been kind of someone that I lean on for support. And, uh, you know, I think he's, whenever things are going really well, he wants to make sure you're staying humble. And whenever things are going poorly, you know, he's going to build you up. And so he's been kind of the, the steady influence in my life. And man, you're steady. He's done a hell of a job because you are steady, man. There's, <laughs> I I don't know. I, I've never seen you come close to getting, you know, phased by anything. I mean, you stay unbelievably poised. I think that's one of your, one of your main attributes at the quarterback position. If you had to talk about what you think is important uh, in terms of characteristics and traits at the quarterback position, what might some of those be that you have? Uh, I mean, I think you got to stay 
like you said, pretty level-headed. Um, and I think really, you know, I think watching Joe go through the last two years and then the beginning of this year and how even keel he stays, uh, I was always capable of that. But at times, sometimes I felt like in college, I, you know, maybe I was the senior or I, you know, I was one of our better players or whatever, you know, when the, when the energy wasn't right in the locker room, you know, sometimes I would take that on and try and be the emotional leader. And, you know, was not, that's not what I'm good at. And so one thing I learned watching Joe was, you know, be, be yourself and just focus on operating well at quarterback and just the nature of the position. You know, if you're playing well, probably the outcome more often than not is going to be good just because the influence the quarterback has on the game. So kind of credit him to, I was always kind of like that, but I would sometimes step outside of that thinking that I was helping the team, but, you know, really just ignoring the momentum swings and just really focusing on playing well was, was really uh, something that I learned from him. There's nothing better than the sweet taste of nectar of a victory against a, a, a team that, that you once played with. And I, I, I've seen that so many times during the course of uh, sports at, at all levels. Um, so, and you, 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 you were pretty blunt and honest about it after the football game. That now that it's over with, you know, you, you really, uh, you really wanted to beat the Minnesota Vikings. You felt like, you know, uh, their their treatment left a lot to be desired uh, in terms of how it ended. But you did have great relationships there. Still, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think two things. One, you know, obviously you're, you're pretty emotional after a game, um, you know, even for, for my standards, you know, losing my mind on the sideline afterwards, slamming a helmet, doing all that. Like, you know, it's a pretty emotional thing. It's in, and you kind of want it to be like that. You want it to be important, and, but you want to keep your level head throughout the whole game. And so it, it came out at the end. But I think my biggest regret was – of that whole situation was kind of, I, I felt like it turned into that whole game was my revenge, revenge story or some vendetta, but really at the end of the day, you watch the film and it's, you know, our, our defense was put in some tough situations because we weren't moving the ball very well early on. Um, you know, I throw a pick in minus territory that turns into three points for the other team. I mean, that is very, very difficult on a defense. And I put them in a tough situation for them to respond like that. And then on top of that, uh, you know, we get the ball first in overtime. We go three and out. Took a couple bad sacks. You know, didn't get the ball moving forward, and then we lose our one of our one of the best interior D linemen in the NFL, DJ Reader, in the first quarter. And then you know, at the end of overtime, is third and one and fourth and inches, and we stop them on two quarterback sneaks. And so you know, everybody's going to run with the story of of the revenge story, and and that and I get it. It's an appealing you know, story and all that. But I think my, my main regret is that it, it felt like too much of the focus was put on that and not enough on, hey, we just played a complete battle of a game. Um, and everybody contributed to that. Like, you look at how many people were targeted uh, in the stats. I think we targeted, like, 12 different receivers. Joe Mixon has a grown man run on fourth and one. Yeah. And just, you know, gets hit in the backfield and just finishes the run to give us a chance to even come back. T, I throw the ball up to T, and he makes one of the most incredible plays I've ever seen. And then at the end, you know, I, I, I let my kind of emotions get the best of me, which is fine. Like, I'm, I'm not upset about that, but right. 
I wish there would have been a little bit more of an emphasis on, uh, you know, that was a battle <laughs> and there was a lot that went into that. So, uh, you know, something to kind of take away next time, maybe just have those, those victories or uh, moral, not moral victories, but just having that, you know, positive feeling of kind of maybe a little bit of a revenge, but just having that in private. And, uh, but you know, sometimes it happens. You, uh, are aware obviously, and you knew a long time before this season that in the national football league on a week to week basis, you're going to see every defense known to man, every kind of defensive front, every kind of blitz package, every kind of secondary, every kind of disguised secondary. And that's the way it's been in these four starts for you. I mean, you, you're going up against, uh, well, finish the Baltimore game, Pittsburgh, what they do defensively. Uh, you know, what, what, what this, was how this was against Minnesota in the, in the very last game, the Indianapolis Colts defense. I mean, they all have something that they're known for, but it's, it's, it's not the same. I mean, it's a different look every week, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's kind of the, the main difference from college to the NFL is, I mean, every team, first of all, the salary cap is the way it's set up the way where everybody's got guys and it's just, right. you know, whether, and everybody has guys on defense, whether that's, you know, they got more resources put into a pass rusher, a corner, a linebacker, safety. Everybody's got really good players. And uh, and, and scheme, you know, people don't just get handed defensive coordinator jobs in the NFL. It's This is 100% production-based uh, employment. And so every team's going to have guys. And uh, But at the same same token, we, we got really good players. We got really good coaches. And so you kind of lean on them for, uh, you know, to like give you the keys to, to beat whatever scheme we're going against. And, uh, and then that, that's kind of the, the fun part of all this is then studying it and really trying to master power attacking whatever scheme we're presented with. So that's kind of the chess game a little bit of, of all this. And, and I, I find a lot of enjoyment in that part. And then sometimes you have to kind of like, rise above the X's and O's and create and extend like you did with Tyler Boyd, you know, in the, in the throw that you made to T Higgins, it's like, sometimes like, all right, well, I got trust in these guys. I know they trust me. I know I trust them. And I think that's the thing right away that was outstanding to me as a former player is that level of trust that was between you and everybody, you and the coaching staff, coaching staff and you, you and the players, players and you, and you guys are creating and extending plays make an unbelievably spectacular game-winning plays. Yeah, I think that's always been part of my game. But, I mean, even going into this week, uh, you know, it's hard to have an answer for max drop and max pressure all in the right. same play. And so sometimes we would, you know, call a play expecting pressure. And, you know, it's hard to – when they're dropping eight, it's hard, there's not, it's hard to find people open. It's, there's not really a scheme – you know, that's going to consistently be drop eight if they're playing it the way they're supposed to. And so even going into this past game, uh, pitch, our quarterback coach, Dan Pitcher, was just kept saying throughout the week, like, hey, there's going to be some some plays that you need to make with your legs because this is, you know, that, that's kind of what you give up when you rush three is that you're going to be able to get outside the pocket and, you know, where you have the advantage and pass protection. And then as far as, you know, the trust and all that, I think, I mean, what a great situation for me to walk into where I got the former starting, you know, the franchise quarterback saying, hey, he's going to play great. I got a head coach. It's like, hey, we go how you go. 
I got a quarterback coach. It's like, hey, you're going to play amazing. And then even saying that after I come out the first game against Pittsburgh and, and, you know, I don't play terrible, but we don't win. And we only put up, I think, 10 points. Right. And for them to really double down on that afterwards, it was, uh, you know, made me be able to just focus on getting ready for the next game, not, oh, are they going to try and replace me or anything like that? And so, uh, you know, there's a lot that goes into the trust part and basically being handed the keys a little bit after Joe went down as a guy that had no starts in his NFL career was a pretty fortunate situation to be in. So comes full circle. Here's Pittsburgh again for round two. And uh, it, it's, it's going to be a little bit different. I mean, they fired their offensive coordinator, you know, right before that last matchup. And what are you going to do offensively? But one thing you know defensively is the Pittsburgh Steelers get the edges up the football field, man. They they come after you with Highsmith and Watt and, and, and guys of, the, of that caliber. What do you remember most about that Pittsburgh game where all of a sudden, man, you know, you're you're the guy. Yeah, I mean, I think there was a little bit of trial by fire. Like you're, there's, you can only you can prepare as much as you want, but until you're starting, you know, you don't really know what all to expect. And so, you know, hopefully that's a little bit of a different experience this time. But I think anytime we're going to play Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, momentum of either team doesn't matter. Really, any AFC North matchup. I mean, the momentum. Right. And we've won some games and, and, you know, maybe they've had some tough losses. But uh, in my experience of watching, you know, Joe go through this is the momentum of either team does not matter. It is going to be an absolute battle. I mean, we could be undefeated and the other, and some other AFC North team could have no wins. And it's going to you're going to go in there and it's going to be an absolute battle. And so that's, you know, going into the game, just knowing that that's. That's how it's going to be, um, and just how good they are on defense. And like I, I think I said before, we played them the first time. It feels like they've been good on defense for like a hundred years. Yeah, it, it, that's very true. <laughs> it's it it's remarkably true. Um, the thing that you mentioned it a little bit earlier, you said you know you targeted like a dozen different guys. You know, at halftime of games, you you've got completions to nine different receivers already. 10 different receivers. It, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, you take completions. You just you don't you don't force the issue, man. It's like you know you got players, you know, you believe in the system, and you take what's there, right? Yeah, I think that you have to play that way. Uh, and the, really the one time I felt like I didn't do that, I threw a pick directly to the corner where if the corner didn't pick it off, then the safety would have picked it off. So it's, you know, that – I don't think you can force the issue on anything. And that was a big takeaway from the game is, you know, let it come, let the game come to you and, and take the completion, stay in it. Don't, cause I, I mean, really in with most defenses in most games, I mean, that loses you the game. Unfortunately, our, our defense was able to really swell up and hold them to three, which was huge. We, I mean, we lose the game if they don't do that. Right. Right. How unique and uh, great an experience is that you mentioned it a little bit. Your head coach is a former quarterback. Your offensive coordinator is a former quarterback. Your position coach at quarterback is a former quarterback. You know, uh, you got Joe Burrow in the quarterback room yourself. I mean, that that room, you guys must be 
that must be football at a doctorate level plus or something when you guys are all in there talking football. Yeah, I think the amount of time we spend in the quarterback room talking high level, you know, scheme stuff is is very high percentage of the time. And uh, you know, I, I I think it's obviously Zach has done an amazing job and I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL, just seeing how he maneuvers things and just also experiencing starting for him. You know, I've had I've had some made some bad plays and made some bad decisions, but never felt like he hesitated to be aggressive with me at, at quarterback. Um, you know, even going back to my very first play in the Baltimore game, you know, we're, let's call it naked. Let's get you rolling. And, and I think you can feel that as a quarterback um, when the play caller continues to be aggressive and, and it's a freeing feeling. Uh, and then as, as far as, you know, Callahan and pitch, you know, I'm, I'm shocked we've been able to keep them in the building for as long as we have just the yeah. last two seasons. And then, you know, this season too is, just my my opinion of them is very high, and uh, it's you know I'm sure at some point someone's going to steal them, but it feels like the you know the best kept secrets in the NFL where we got two really really good coordinator and and really I mean I would say Pitch and Cali are both you know very involved in the game planning process and all that and, and I spend a lot of time with Pitch using my position coach, but you know you get a lot of value from both guys throughout the week and to have that continuity and with have that continuity with the amount of success we've had over the last two years and, and going into this season has been, you know, that's rare. So I, you know, I, I selfishly, I'm glad that they've been able, been able to keep them in the building, but, you know, I can't say enough good things about, you know, what they bring to the table as far as uh, game planning and stuff like that. Your ability to throw on the run, I think is extraordinary. I mean, it's second to none. Is it, like you said, the very first play you're in there, Zach's like, all right, let's naked and, and left. You're right-handed quarterback, rolling left, the mechanics, you know, snap your shoulders around, get squared up, throw the football, and you throw a dart. I mean, and you've thrown the ball. I mean, the, the ball you threw to Tyler Boyd out of pocket was just unbelievable. I mean, in a, in a tight window. Is it something that you've really worked on? Is it something that was natural for you as a combination, or what's the deal? I'd say a little bit of a combination. I mean, you work on everything, even, you know, stuff you're good at. You want to continue to make sure that that's, that's a strength and you always want to work on your weaknesses too. But I've, I've always been able to throw on the run pretty well. Um, I feel like it, I feel very comfortable doing it um, yeah. and kind of always have, but, you know, I don't know if I can point to like one specific thing. It's just, you know, some guys are just comfortable doing some things more than other things, and, and that's definitely comfort for me. Well, wrap it up with this, and appreciate you carving all the time you carved here for us because there's uh, just a couple of quick things. Everybody's Jake the Snake. I mean, you, you've all kinds of nicknames. What, 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 what's the nickname that you might favor or do you care or what the legend – of Jake Browning is not going to die. It's going to build to even a bigger. <laughs> what do you think? I think it's uh, the nickname thing is um, there's nothing worse than a guy that gives himself his own nickname. So I'm <laughs> hands off there, whatever, uh, whatever rolls rolls. I like it. And then, and then final question. I know uh, your family means everything to you, your girlfriend as well. And to, and to uh, experience this with them, 
the boroughs have been very kind and in, in you know with their with their suite and it's gotten a lot of national shots and <laughs> this must be exciting to you though to to have your family you know front and center uh with with experiencing you know the successes that that you're experiencing i mean it just it must be a, a feeling that's second to none yeah well it's, i haven't forgotten that you you texted me as well offering uh some type of suite so i, I appreciate that offer too i but did yes yes you know dave lapham has got all that you know he's in the trenches but he's got all the connections <laughs> <You're right. laughs> but uh yeah, it's it's well, been it, was, great. it was it was the in the trenches suite, first our logistics suite. They, they that was, <laughs> that's what we were working with there. Well, I'm just glad I know. I'm just glad I know you. You know, that's my best connection since. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been an awesome experience. Joe's been so great to me. You know, even it's getting some pub because of the suite and all that. But my whole time here has been he's been nothing but. An incredible, you know, friend, teammate, all that, uh, and so very, very fortunate to have that relationship with him. And uh, you know, I, I would hope he would feel the same. But it's been awesome to have my family here. My girlfriend is, you know, I think she's she's very stressed throughout the games. So I'm, I'm sure the stress levels have gone up. But you know, I think anytime you have a career like this, that it's you know, it's a unique career path and uh, career choice obviously a very rewarding one and all that, but, you know, it's not like I'm going to work. I'm not working a nine to five. This is a, uh, you know, unique and it has a lot of commitment and a lot of time, you know, that I spend on it. And it's going to be kind of a black hole of time where you never know if am I spending enough time? So you just spend more time on it. And so right. she's been great um, throughout that whole process. All my family's from the West coast. All my friends are from the West coast. And so, to have them come out here and, and she's been able to show them around all the different food spots. Cincinnati is a sneaky food city. And so yeah. I think that's all my friends that come visit, you know, they love, obviously I think everybody saw uh, some, you know, saw them in the suite through some different games. You know, they've, they've enjoyed the bar scene here. Um, and so that with the food and she's been great showing everybody around and uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure your wife can attest to it's, it's not always the easiest thing in the world, and and uh, so we'll, we will be having a good vacation in the off season, and hopefully, <laughs> go find some warm weather somewhere and, and spend some time together. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, behind every great athlete, there's a great woman. There's no question about <laughs> it. And uh, I, the the team has done a heck of a job of bringing people to the organization that aren't just great football players but are unbelievable human beings as well, you know, and, and that always leads to success. And in my mind, been on some good teams here in Cincinnati, been on some teams not quite as good. In every single case, the teams that went to the Super Bowl, made the playoffs, made a run, it was just unbelievable people from top to bottom, man. It was just amazing how everybody would do anything for each other, and that's how you win football games. Yeah, there's no other way. <laughs> no, no question. Well, you're winning, winning a lot of football games, Jake, and uh, we won't worry about a nickname. I'm just going to be Jake Winner Brownie. <laughs> level. He wins at every level. That's what hey. it's all about. As long as that holds up true, I'm good. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, 
leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team. We look forward to another year of In the Trenches presented by First Star Logistics, but we wanted to give you some big news. This season, you'll find our interviews and keys to Bengals victory on In the Trenches in the First Star Media Group YouTube channel, along with our growing team of Joe Goodbury's Bengals on the Brain and Malik Wright's State of the Jungle. Also, the great folks at First Star Logistics have big plans this season with special giveaways each week the Bengals play. So be sure to visit both channels and our social media pages to stay updated on all giveaways and the latest news on the Bengals. So be sure to subscribe to the First Star Media Group YouTube channel as after this season, it'll become the channel that will host all our content.